Welcome to the fourth podcast from Hearing Aid Now, the website that brings you independent advice on hearing care, hearing aids and the people who provide them. So in this episode, I'd like to talk about hearing aid types. So you're going to invest a lot of money in hearing devices, but you need to be sure about, first of all, what's the best hearing aids for you, but also what's the best style for you. In this episode, we'll talk about the different styles, why they're suitable, who they're suitable for, and what their pros and cons are. While there is a vast range of hearing aids available, most of them fall within just a few types or style. Each hearing aid type has different strengths and weaknesses, and different suitability for different people. So which is the best for you? Let's explore the different types together, including the pros and cons of each one. The three main hearing aid styles are BTE hearing aids, or behind-the-ear hearing aids. These devices are worn with the hearing aid on top of and behind the ear. All of the parts are in the case at the back of the ear, and they are joined to the ear canal with a sound tube and a custom mould or tip. ITE hearing aids are in-the-ear hearing aids. These are any custom-made device. All of the electronics sit in the device that fits in your ear. They come in many sizes, including the famous Invisible In Canal, CIC, which is completely in the canal, half shell, full shell, etc., etc. Also, we have a more modern type, one that was introduced only in the last 10, 12 years. That's receiver in the canal or receiver in the ear hearing aids. RIC, 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 RITE, they're basically the same thing. Different manufacturers use just different acronyms. These devices are similar in concept to BTE hearing aids, with the exception that the receiver, the speaker part, has been removed from the case at the back of your ear and it's now fitted in your ear canal. It's connected to the case with a tin wire. Within these three overall categories, there are basically the following hearing aid model types. IIC, invisible in canal, CIC, completely in canal, MIC, mini in canal, MIH, microphone in helix. These devices are only available from ReSound and Beltone. Pretty interesting devices. They put the microphone right up in the helix of the ear uh, and it helps with directionality and high frequency sound. They're really fascinating. When they first came out, I was particularly impressed with how they work. ITE, which is in the ear, could be a half shell or a full shell. BTE, behind the ear, can be mini, standard or power. RIC, receiver in the canal, or RITE, receiver in the ear. Just the same thing, different name. So first of all, I want to talk about RIC or RITE hearing aids. They're more recent additions to the hearing aid world. In an effort to produce smaller behind the ear hearing aids, manufacturers moved the speaker into the ear canal out of the case, making it a much smaller device. The devices have become hugely popular because they're massively versatile and basically we can fit most people, most types of hearing loss with a receiver in the canal, which is a pretty discreet option. I feel in some cases that they are more discreet than in-the-ear hearing aids. I like Ricks a lot. However, they have their pros and their cons. Let's have a look at exactly what the pros and cons are. So, first of all, what's the advantages of RIC or RITE devices? 
they're really discreet. Although the body of the hearing aid sits behind the ear, it's normally very small and very low sitting. So that makes them really discreet. Unless someone is actually checking, you know, they pretty much go unnoticed. The wire that leads from the body of the hearing aid into the ear canal is really tiny and it sits along the crease of your face right at your ear. It's almost unnoticeable in in most cases. Because of these facts, these are among the most discreet hearing aids available. The second advantage is they're easy change receivers. Because the receiver, the speaker part, is interchangeable in these hearing aids, they are really easy to repair if the speaker fails. It's a simple job that's done more often than not in the office. You pull out the old receiver, put in a new one, and you're good to go. It means that you don't lose out when they have to be sent away for repair, because more often than not, they don't have to be sent away for repair. The disadvantages of the devices are... The fact that the receiver is placed in the canal or the ear is both a blessing and a curse. The placement exposes it to hostile environment that the ear is for electronics. Your ear canal is wet, warm and oily. All of the things that electronics tend not to like. Well, the brands take great pains to protect the receivers with nano-coating materials and enclosed casings and wax guard protectors. Unfortunately, sometimes they still fail. You need to take care of your receivers. You need to change your wax guards. Something that hardly is ever done. Believe me, patients come in all the time. It's not working. Pull out the wax guard, put in a new wax guard, and all of a sudden it's back to life. If your wax guard has got that block with wax that you can't hear the sound, well, then you're not taking care of your hearing aids. While wax ingression can kill the receiver, during the warranty period, More often than not, most manufacturers just replace it. However, and this is a big however, they really don't have to. Generally, wax ingression is a customer problem. It's not a device problem. So, in essence, most brands could argue that actually it's customer negligence and they won't replace it. But they don't. During the warranty period, they just, as a matter of course, replace it. However... After the warranty period, you have to pay for new receivers. So it's important that if you have this device, you take care of it. I don't want to put you off these devices because I really think they're fantastic hearing aids. However, if you buy one, you need to take care of it. You need to follow the clean and care schedule that's been outlined. The other thing is that ricks are small, maybe too small. Normally, the smaller they are, the smaller the battery they use. Both the size of the hearing aid and the size of the battery can cause difficulties for people with dexterity issues. The whole idea of acquiring hearing aids is so that you can wear them and enjoy them for the real benefits that they're bringing you. If you have difficulty handling them to put them in, what should be a joy can easily turn into a really frustrating task. The same has to be said about the batteries. Small batteries can be a nightmare for people with vision or dexterity issues. Many of the hearing aid manufacturers offer RIC RIT hearing aids in a variety of sizes and battery sizes. For instance, Phonak offered the Audeo V or the Audeo B range in a size 10 battery, size 312 battery and a size 13 battery. Rechargeable hearing aids are a real godsend for people who have dexterity or eyesight issues. They don't have to worry about batteries. So if you're thinking about the RICs, consider a rechargeable hearing aid. There are also some contraindications to wearing RICs or RITEs. There are some people who just shouldn't wear these type of devices. If you have permanent perforations in your ears or you've had a mastoid operation, these hearing devices 
aren't really for you. If you have those problems, there's an increased risk of middle ear infection and fluid release. Either of those things will destroy the receivers of the hearing aid. Because of the nature of your ears with these conditions, receiver failures would be an ongoing problem rather than an occasional frustration. The same can be said for people who suffer from wet ears or produce a large amount of earwax. Either condition may cause issues for the receivers. So, in finishing, Rick, RIT devices, pretty good devices, some pros and cons, but still pretty good devices if taken care of. So let's go on to custom RITE hearing aids. Custom hearing aids or in-the-ear hearing aids come in many shapes, as I said, from quite visible full-shell hearing aids to the so-called hidden hearing aids. Custom hearing aids have been around for a very long time. As I said, they come in many shapes and sizes that deliver different levels of power and functionality. They're hugely popular devices, but when Rick RITE devices were introduced, their popularity waned somewhat. With the introduction of the so-called invisible hearing aids several years ago, there has been a resurgence in the popularity of in-the-ear hearing aids. Hearing aid manufacturers have also overcome some of the technical challenges that reduce the functionality of very small custom device types. For instance, in the recent past, they've been able to make even invisible in-canal hearing aids wireless devices. This has made the devices a better choice for people who need more help in tougher environments, but want a very discreet package. Many of the manufacturers now offer small, completely in the canal devices that are wireless enabled. So let's talk about the different custom hearing aid types. Invisible hearing aids. So the so-called invisible hearing aids or hidden hearing aids have been with us for a while. However, initially, they actually weren't that hidden. That has changed though over the last five to ten years. The manufacturers cracked the difficulties that precluded them from making really invisible hearing aids. Since then, every hearing aid brand has introduced a truly invisible in the canal hearing aid range. They fit deeply in the ear canal and the faceplate cannot be seen easily. They're truly discreet hearing devices and they've been pretty well received by the boy in public. There are, of course, disadvantages. Some reasons I will discuss a little bit later when I'm talking about the overall pros and cons of custom hearing aids. However, there is one that is particular to invisible hearing aids the size of your ear canal and the shape of it. If your canal is not the right shape or size, you're pretty much out of luck. Completely in-canal hearing aids and mini in-canal hearing aids. Completely in-canal or CIC hearing aids are pretty discreet devices that will go unnoticed except by the keenest eye. Up to recently, they were predominantly non-wireless. However, in the recent past, many hearing aid brands have released wireless-enabled CICs. This is a fantastic breakthrough. However, wireless-enabled devices are usually slightly bigger than non-wireless CICs. So you need to consider that before you go ahead if complete discretion is your objective. I'd advise you always to go wireless. Full stop. What is hugely interesting is that some manufacturers have managed to fit directional microphones on CICs. This again is a recent breakthrough. Directional microphones give real assistance in noisy environments. However, this is the first time they've been on CICs, so it'll be interesting to see the effect that they have. Early reports indicated that they deliver better speech clarity in a group and noisy situations. Again though, directional mics make the CIC slightly larger. 
I believe, though, that like wireless, the functionality is well worth the trade-off for you. Mini and canal hearing aids are all of the above, except slightly larger than CICs. Most mini and canals would come with wireless functionality and directional microphones, pretty much as standard. Full shell or half shell hearing aids. These are, as they sound, larger custom hearing aids that sit in the concha or the bowl of the ear. The half shell basically fits half the concha and the full shell fills, guess what, the whole concha. The traditional benefit of these devices has been more features, more power, physical controls like a program button and a volume control, and also a telecoil. In the recent past, with the introduction of wireless capability and more powerful solutions at CIC level, these benefits have all but become negated. However, these devices still have advantages. They usually have bigger battery sizes, which allow them to work longer between battery changes. They're easier to handle for people with dexterity and vision problems, and they always have a telecoil, which is a wireless receiver for loop systems. We'll talk about that in another podcast coming up. However, always go for a telecoil. So what's the pros and cons of custom hearing aids? The advantages. They're discreet. The smaller devices are highly discreet and the invisible hearing aids really are in fact invisible. The larger devices within the in the ear range of course are not quite as discreet. Because the devices are all in one unit they can be easy to handle and to place in the ear, especially the larger ones. Like RIC and RIT devices, the receiver, the speaker part is placed in the ear canal. However, in custom hearing aids, it's slightly better protected than in the receivers and ricks. Again, though, this placement exposes not just the receiver, but all of the electronic components, including the microphones, to the hostile environment that is your ear. The manufacturers really do take great pains to protect both the receivers and the microphones. But, unless you take good care of your hearing aids, changing your wax guards when you should, and cleaning them and the microphones, you're looking at possible failures. At best, wax or door can just block the sound outlet or microphone inlet. At worst, it can make its way into the components and destroy them. Wax and moisture is the kiss of death for electronics. The hearing aid brands have done a really good job of protecting those sensitive components in most cases. It's really rare for us to see anything other than a microphone or receiver to fail. Chipset failures amplifier failures, they're really rare. In the case of custom hearing aids, if there is a failure, they will have to be sent off for repair. They can't be repaired locally, which can take a varying amount of time. If the failure is within warranty, of course it will be repaired free of charge. If not, you'll have to pay a fee. If you're having them repaired regularly because you aren't really taking care of them, the cost adds up. The key to success with these hearing aid types is a really good clean and care routine that involves drying. The better you take care of these hearing aids, the better they will perform and for longer. Again, I don't want to put you off these device types. They're fantastic devices and many people really like them. If you're recommended these type of devices, just be aware of the inherent issues. These devices are also small. Some of the custom hearing aids are very small, very discreet devices. As with RIC RIT devices, the smaller the device, the smaller the battery they use. With the smaller custom devices, the size of the hearing aid and the size of the battery can cause difficulty for people with dexterity issues. If you have difficulty handling the hearing aids or putting the batteries in, 
What should be a joy can easily turn into a frustrating task. The larger custom devices are easier to handle and use larger batteries that are easier to handle. Unfortunately right now we haven't seen any rechargeable custom hearing aids that we could recommend. Again, as with Rick's, they're contraindications to wearing custom hearing aids. Some people who just shouldn't wear these devices. And it's pretty much the same as Rick's. If you have permanent perforations in your ears or if you had a mastoid operation, these hearing devices really aren't for you. The same can be said for people who suffer from wet ears or produce a large amount of earwax. Either condition will cause issues for the hearing aids. Even though the power output has been increased greatly with these type of hearing aids, they still might not be suitable for people who have severe to profound hearing loss. Finally, we get to behind-the-ear hearing aids. Behind-the-ear or BTE hearing aids have been around for a very long time. In the recent past, they've got smaller, more versatile and more powerful. Behind-the-ear hearing aids are self-contained units with all of the components within the case. Over recent years, they really have gotten much smaller than they once were. They're hugely versatile devices and they will fit nearly every hearing loss. Most of the hearing aid brands offer behind-the-ear devices in several styles. One style for people with mild to moderate, one style for people with moderate to severe, and then a superpower style for people with severe to profound hearing loss. Even the superpower devices have become quite small in comparison to the older types. The hearing aid is connected to the ear through a coupling. In some cases, it's through a tube and an ear mould. In other cases, it can be through a tin tube and an instant fit tip or a custom fit tip. The actual fittings are varied and usually based on hearing loss. So let's take a quick look at the pros and cons of BTE hearing aids. BTE hearing aids nearly always have a full load of hardware, including volume controls, program buttons and telecoils. The telecoil really is a useful addition if you want access to loop systems in public buildings like churches, conference centres, the post office in the UK and Ireland, and cinemas and other public buildings. Even though wireless communication systems are ubiquitous in hearing aids right now, the telecoil is still a good thing to have. BTE hearing aids are probably also the most reliable of hearing aids. They very seldom fail. Because all of the components are encased in the hearing aids and the hearing aid is worn at the back of the ear, very little or no wax or moisture can get at them. When something goes wrong with a BTE, it tends to be either the physical controls or the microphones. Nearly all of the manufacturers have introduced new type of microphone covers that almost completely enclose the microphones. So even microphone failure may be a thing of the past. They're also really easy to use. They tend to be easy to handle and place in the ear. So for people with dexterity or vision issues, they're a pretty good choice. Speaking about the disadvantages of VT ear devices, and, and there really isn't many. They may not be quite as discreet as the RICS or RITE or some of the in-the-ear devices. However, the long-term reliability, I think, may well outweigh discretion when it comes to BTEs. So that's pretty much it about hearing aid types. Those are the predominant three hearing aid types. Everything else falls within that. If you have any questions, get in touch. We can always be reached at info at hearingaidnow.com. If you have any questions, feel free to ask. May take us a while to get back to you, but don't lose hope. So hopefully we'll be speaking to you again soon.